my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey, friends. Kevin Huntsberger here. Welcome to episode 362 of the My One, Two, Three Cents podcast. And this week is an Ask My One, Two, Three Cents. I got a few questions. I did post kind of late into the weekend that I was going to be doing this. So I didn't get as much interaction as I was hoping for. But there are some other issues, topics uh, relevant to the current wrestling scene that I am going to kind of weigh in on as well on the other side of the break and of the housekeeping section portion of the podcast. I want to thank everyone, of course, for listening, downloading, sharing, Um, but I'd also love it if you would leave a review. You can, uh, on your favorite podcasting app, wherever you're listening, just leave a few words, a few stars, five stars, one star, whatever's on your mind, whatever you think of this podcast. Um... And if you do have some suggestions, critiques, criticisms, uh, weigh in and let me know. I want to make this a better listening experience for everyone involved. So if there are things that you would rather hear or things that you'd rather see done here on the podcast or even with the blog, YouTube channel, uh, you know, all that good stuff, uh, I would love it if you would weigh in and uh, let me know what's on your mind. While we're at it, I'd love it if you would check out Stride Pro Wrestling. You can go to strideprowrestling.com. The next big show is coming up on Saturday, November 13th. It'll be here before you know it. And that is also the night that we're going to be taking toys for the uh, Stride Pro Wrestling, or the My 123 Cent Stride Pro Wrestling Action Figure Drive. Um, if you have some new figures in the box, drop them off. Again, you can have them shipped, sent to me here in Southern Illinois. If you don't live in the area, if you can't make it to the show, reach out to me and I will come to you or we'll set up a meeting point and we can uh, make Christmas a little brighter for uh, many children here in Southern Illinois. There are five counties that Toys for Tots here in Southern Illinois specifically targets and reaches out to and helps. So anything, any little bit, will help. If you don't have action figures or, or don't you know, want to donate figures or, or wrestling-related toys and just want to do cash, you can do that as well. My parents always give me a check, and then I go and buy figures as well. So it doesn't have to be a donation in the form of a toy. We'll definitely make sure, though, that your money is well spent and is going uh, to this very worthy cause that I'm very excited about. And again, totally ripped this idea off of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. They're doing their big drive as well. They have great prizes and incentives. I don't have much to offer in, in, in that. This is, again, an indie podcast. It is a, you know, a one-man uh, operation as far as the behind-the-scenes stuff, as far as the toy drive goes. You know, I get people that donate and, and, and 
make a difference. But as far as getting it to them and, uh, you know, the promotion and all that good stuff, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it and happy to do it. It is something that I look forward to every uh, Christmas season. So again, if you are willing and able to donate, I will certainly find you and, and grab that donation from you uh, anytime that you are available. Um, also want to remind you about Pro Wrestling Tees, Collar and Elbow, and now Thigh Huggers. They are all, uh, I have stores with all three of those brands, all three of those products. If you don't know what Thigh Huggers are, uh, check out my photos from when I teamed up with Curly and Heath Hatton. Uh, those were Thigh Huggers that I was wearing that night. It is a company, uh, they're called Ranger Panties, I guess. And back in the day when I ran cross country in high school, those were basically the kinds of shorts that you ran in. But these have all kinds of, there are crazy fun uh, logos, not logos, but, uh, you know, depictions and there's, uh, Halloween versions and Christmas versions, but there's also um, just solid colors and there are other fun things, unicorns, and they have t-shirts and swimsuits for women, all kinds of products. So just use promo code MY123CENTS off of the website link uh, that is in the notes for this show. Same thing with collar and elbow. It is MY123CENTS is the promo code. And with that, you save up to 10% on your purchase. And then, of course, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MY123CENTS has all of your Stride Pro Wrestling and MY123CENTS merch and purchases from that store. All the proceeds go directly back to Stride Pro Wrestling uh, to keep the, uh, you know, operations going and it's it's a very small contribution every month that comes in from the pro wrestling tea store but as they say every little bit helps every little bit matters so i really hope uh, that if you are able to and are looking for uh, some pro wrestling merchandise or a way to support uh, the my one two three cents brand those are some fun ways and they make great christmas gifts too so if you have a pro wrestling fan on your christmas list uh, that you want to get a t-shirt for specifically a stride pro wrestling fan there are a couple of stride t-shirts on there there are a couple of mondo t-shirts on the pro wrestling t-store then collar and elbow has all kinds of great uh, t-shirts and other merchandise as well so again be sure to check those out and i would greatly appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and be back on the other side with some of your questions for this week's Ask My One Two Three Cents. If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey everyone, we are back. Thank you so much for tuning in to the My123Cents podcast. And again, a reminder, if you share this on social media uh, or more importantly, leave a review, just a few comments, a few words, um, doesn't take a whole lot to make a difference. And I know that with podcast you know, all the hosts that I listen to always ask for reviews. I am not as, as persistent with it as I should be. And here I am being hypocritical, asking you to leave reviews. So again, if you are so inclined, I would love it if you would uh, find some time to leave a review on your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you think of my one, two, three cents. Now on to the questions and Garrett 
Galloway, or uh, as we know him, Galley in uh, on Twitter. He uh, reached out and asked a question on Twitter. Why or why not are you a fan or not a fan of the question mark in the NWA? Um, I am or what, you know, I am a fan of the uh, performer, the question mark, who sadly died earlier this year. Um, uh, I guess still kind of uh, not a whole lot of information regarding his untimely passing. I do know that uh, the last report that I had read was that it was... uh, an undiagnosed medical condition, so I don't know exactly what that means, but definitely someone who was gone and, and taken away from us way too soon. Um, I didn't get to see a whole lot of his work. I did watch NWA Power when it was streaming on YouTube, of course, pre-pandemic, and then as the pandemic hit and, and things kind of tapered off, um, and then sadly, he passed away, uh, like I said, earlier this year. So uh, his work with Aaron Stevens, I thought, was solid. Um, you know, his his other wrestling name, as, as people might know him as Josephus. Uh, I I thought that, you know, he had a, a, a different look. And, and, you know, the question mark gimmick was fun uh, for what it was. It was kind of, but not totally reminiscent of the Who uh, gimmick that Jim Neidhart had back in the day, back in uh, the mid-90s of, of WWF programming. So probably not the best uh use of Jim the Anvil Neidhart back then, but that's kind of what it, it was kind of a throwback to that. And that's what I liked about the the NWA in general, the, the whole setup, uh, the studio wrestling concept, you know, back um, when I was growing up, 605 on the weekends, it was, uh, you know, the NWA that was coming on with Jim Crockett Promotions and Tony Schiavone and David Crockett and Jim Cornette and, uh, you know, Dusty Rhodes Arn Anderson, the you know the formation of the Four Horsemen, and if you do listen to other wrestling podcasts and have checked out uh, what happened when this year of 2021, that's what Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson are doing is going back week by week and looking at those episodes, those old episodes, um, and kind of uh, playing them, doing watch along, and then listening to the promos and talking about them. And you know, I miss those days, even though I was a hardcore WWF fan growing up. I loved the NWA or Crockett Promotions and and the UWF Mid Mid South Wrestling Central States and World Class and you know I watched all of it and I missed those days and and when I get to Chad's question a little bit a little bit later it'll kind of tie in with part of this as well but you know those glory days of wrestling um I feel like have passed us and and I, and I'll talk more about that like I said I I am saving his question uh, here for just a few minutes, but uh, speaking of wrestling promotions in 2021 and what's going on with the current product, uh, John Clapp, who is a is a, a friend of ours over on the My One Two Three Cents Facebook group, there is of course the My One Two Three Cents Facebook page, but there's also a group where the goal is to get more people interactive and getting them more involved and hanging out and being a part of what we do and they can weigh in and leave questions and comments and and all that good stuff. So uh, I'm really hoping and looking forward to more people uh, signing up and joining that my one, two, three cents Facebook group. And it is, of course, the link is listed on the uh, write up for this podcast episode as well. But John, back to him and his question, will Darby Allen live to see 50 years old? He takes some terrific bumps. And Darby Allen is one of those guys, uh, I I would guess or venture to say, and I don't know, he's probably said this before, I'm not 100% sure, but 
I feel like he has modeled or patterned a lot of what he does or his philosophy on wrestling after Jeff Hardy, who, you know, is in his mid-40s now and has taken a lot of hellacious bumps as well uh, through the years and is still a very active competitor in WWE. Um, I think eventually we may see him show up in AEW and I think a dream match for a lot of folks. And I think I may have even mentioned this on the last Ask My One, Two, Three Cents uh, about dream matches. I think that this one is a a definite one. Um, Darby Allin is obviously still young. He's very talented. There's time, uh, you know, Will he continue these high-risk moves and, and tactics? And I was just reading before I started recording this. I believe that Lance Hoyt has injured himself at a at a AEW taping. So, um, you know, wrestlers today are definitely taking higher-risk bumps and, and more, uh, you know, more risks is, is, is the bottom line. And it, it's an interesting talking point, I guess, because, you know, back in when I was a fan, we were seeing, you know, wrestlers on the road five, six days a week, sometimes seven days a week, you know, they were doing those loops and constantly wrestling and and they didn't take the risks, but they were still on the road and in the ring and taking those bumps. And that obviously did wear and tear. And so we saw these guys retiring, you know, 40 was old for a wrestler back in the 80s or mid forties. And now, you know, you have guys like Chris Jericho and I, and I know some of these guys are anomalies, uh, so to speak, but, uh, that are, are still getting in there and wrestling and, and, you know, putting on great performances. And now with, you know, AEW, I think, and again, don't quote me on this. I, I don't believe that they are doing, um, house shows per se, or live events, however the, the wording is on it. So, you know, they're only getting in the ring a couple of, of shows a week or a couple of days a week. And they may be getting in there two or three times each time for taping days. And again, I don't know the exact schedule, but you know, the, the wear and tear of the road isn't there. Um, it's, it's not as, as bad as it was back in those traveling days. And again, I'm not minimizing or reducing what they're doing in the ring because I feel like, again, there's greater risks being, uh, a part of these shows and a part of the performances that we're seeing from these performers. So I guess the the quick answer or the long answer now in this case, uh, as it pertains to Darby Allen, is I, I think that he could definitely uh, see some longevity in his career. Um, just again, you have to uh, really, really kind of listen to your body, and and you know I think sometimes wrestlers want to give us that great thrill and that next big bump and that next big thing. You know, when, when Mick Foley was hurled off of the hell in a cell back in 1998, you know, I, I don't know that any other hell in a cell since then has, has been as, uh, you know, cause it was the first. And then, you, you know, you saw guys that were trying to, um, live up to that hype or that expectation. And I don't think there has to be that established expectation. And I think, the you know through the attitude era and and into the early 2000s there was definitely more of that and you know as i get older and i think the wwe's audience gets older and i want this to be a talking point uh with some other fans someday is you know as we age with the product i think we get a little more mellow in what we want to see and i i certainly don't want to see 
the dangerous bumps and the blood and the, uh, you know, light tubes and uh, the dangerous stuff that goes on. And I'm not to say that Darby Allen's doing those things as well, but I do think that it's important, again, that all of us listen to our bodies, but especially those men and women who are in that ring uh, on a consistent basis, uh, putting their bodies on the line for the sake of entertaining uh, fans like you and I. So uh, I think that Darby Allen could certainly uh, live to see 50. Will he be wrestling at 50? That will obviously remain to be seen, but uh, I hope that he continues to stay healthy. He is definitely uh, one of the... Um, uh, and I don't, I don't necessarily like the term homegrown talent per se, but he's definitely one of those uh, featured talents on AEW that is, uh, you know, fan friendly, family friendly, kid friendly. Uh, you know, he's that uh, potential franchise, I guess, that uh, that key player that AEW could have on the roster for many, many years to come. And now for my final question of the week, and that is from Chad Smart, who, of course, is my co-host on uh, on Movie Mania, and he is the proprietor of the Positive Cynicism Podcasting Network, so check that out, uh, the Wonder Why podcast, as well as you can check out uh, he and his buddy Mike DeKalb, who also co-host the podcast called uh, Out of Touchstone, which reviews Touchstone Films. Chad says, with the amount of good wrestlers across all promotions, is having good matches enough to make a good show, or does it need to be something else to make the show stand out? I think this is an excellent question, and this is actually the genesis of why he came up with the question. He came up with it while watching the Crown Jewel event uh, from last week. The show was fine from a wrestling standpoint, but it's not a show that I'll remember in two weeks. Same with Dynamite. Most shows have good to great wrestling, but unless something memorable happens, i.e. a debut or sports entertainment moment, I can't differentiate one episode from another. And I think that's a great question, a great point. And I think it kind of, again, ties in with the age of the audience. And Chad and I have been watching wrestling since the mid-1980s. And we have, you know, watched WWE and WCW and ECW and the evolution of those companies and those brands. And, you know, back in the day, it was a treat to get um, things outside of the syndicated programming. You know, Saturday night's main event cropped up once every six or eight weeks, um, if even. Uh, Pay-per-views were four times a year. Specials like uh, the Clash of the Champions and and those other events, you know, they were so sporadic and it made it special. And those were the special moments. And now, you know, week in and week out, do we as fans expect those special moments, those standout moments? You know, with pay-per-view, you certainly would hope for it and and want to see it. Now, I haven't watched all of Crown Jewel. I've, I've watched bits and pieces of it, uh, mostly through social media. But, you know, I, I think Chad's right. The wrestling was great. There were there were several great matches, um, and all the matches were good. I I, I would be hard pressed to find you know quote unquote bad matches coming in the world of, of pro wrestling in twenty twenty one on on either channel. You know whether you're watching WWE or AEW, and I'll throw Impact Wrestling in there as well. You know the the talent is there. 
to say the very least. It's the stories and it's the things that really pop out and 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 stick out in your mind and and make things memorable. So, you know, he mentions AEW specifically and Dynamite and and you know, I I cut the cord with cable. I don't have cable anymore and I try to watch on Roku, but I don't have the access and the setup to watch USA or TNT or TBS. Uh, when they make that switch over. So I'm not seeing it live and, and watching it. So I see the clips that come up on, on social media or on, on the YouTube channels and I watch there. And, you know, again, it's good stuff, but is it the stuff of the 80s, you know, those moments that really stand out that, you know, you listen to podcasts these days and I mentioned Conrad's podcast specifically earlier with, with what happened when, are we going to go back, you know, 20 years from now and, and, you know, in 2041, are we going to be listening to podcasts that are reviewing shows from now? You know, obviously there were those tentpole moments with CM Punk showing up in AEW on on uh, Rampage, the debut episode of Rampage, which made complete sense to do that. You know, it, it worked and it was one of those moments that people talked about. Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole showing up on the All or Nothing or, or All In event. And again, I apologize. Here's where it comes in, where all of these events blend in together. And, and you know, as a wrestling fan, there's so much out there to consume. And I couldn't go through the last 20 years of WWE pay-per-views. And if you were paying me a million dollars to do it, I could not tell you what events were at which ones, and even the WrestleManias that I've been to, I have to sit down and think about it. And again, in my mind's eye, I can sit down and talk about those first, you know, seven or eight, maybe even 10 WrestleManias. I could rattle off all the matches, but, you know, nowadays I couldn't tell you all the matches that were on this previous year's WrestleMania. Um, so, you know, it is difficult to make these shows stand out and how do you make them stand out and and do they have to stand out I don't think they necessarily do I mean I watch you know regular episodic television or if you are a sports fan and you're watching football or basketball or baseball you know sometimes it's just a game and it's it is what it is and if it's not for a championship or if there's not anything on the line you know it it may just be a regular game for you or you know a TV show you know something exciting and thrilling doesn't have to happen every week it helps it certainly helps to you know and for example I watch Big Sky every week that's one of the few shows that I watch live every week because I don't want any spoilers and I I want to see then what you know that thrill of the last minute or two of the show like how are they going to cliffhang this and you know, back in the day, even before streaming services were available, you had those cliffhangers and you would have to wait three months at the end of May until the first part of September to see what was happening with your favorite shows. So when you mix it all together and you look at wrestling as a form of entertainment and does it have to have those quote unquote moments? I don't think it does every week. It doesn't have to have the moment. It certainly helps to keep you engaged and, and coming back and, and wanting more. Um, but I also, you know, I, I don't think it has to be, and this probably sounds lame, I don't think it has to be, quote unquote, memorable enough to where I'm going to sit back 10 years from now and say, oh, do you remember on the March 3rd episode of, of Dynamite when, you know, 
Darby Allen did this. You know, it does, I don't think it has to be that way. It just has to be stuff that kind of gets you week to week to week. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's kind of in my perspective right now as a 48-year-old wrestling fan, I don't have to have those moments. You know, obviously when you have a WrestleMania or a big pay-per-view event, you want to have some kind of memory or moment and crown jewel. Maybe it will, maybe it won't have those moments for fans. I I, I don't know what, if you did watch crown jewel, what stood out to you? And, and do you as fans feel like and think that these events have to have those moments each week uh, that we're watching raw or SmackDown or dynamite or rampage or, you know, impact wrestling. Do they have to have these moments for us, or is it better if they're just kind of those moments that pop up on pay-per-view? You know, obviously, Raw during the Attitude Era, I, I think of Stone Cold Steve Austin and the beer truck, and then Kurt Angle with, with his truck, you know, with the milk truck. We had those moments. We had, you know, I, I don't know that we've had things like that very recently on WWE programming. Obviously, the return of Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch and you know, those things that happened at SummerSlam, but those were, again, those quote-unquote pay-per-views. I know they're not really called pay-per-views anymore, but those events on the network or the things that are happening on AEW, should they be providing more of those moments on AEW because they don't have the monthly pay-per-views? You know, it's it's definitely an interesting conversation and one that would probably be better if I was engaged in a conversation and not just rambling on myself here. So those are things to think about. And let me know on social media, what do you think? Does wrestling need those tentpole moments, those flagship moments week in and week out? Or are the regular episodic things that happen that kind of keep you coming back for more? Because then I feel like even with AEW and you're throwing out all these debuts and surprises and stuff, and then when eventually all of these talents are going to be signed and, you know, Are we going to constantly be expecting a debut or a a face turn or a heel turn or, you know, those moments? Or can we just watch them and enjoy them for what they are in the moment and then go on with our lives and and move on? Not every week or every event becomes embedded in our memories. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. But I can't, you know, recite and, and recall every episode of uh, Roseanne, for example, that I watched as I was growing up, you know, or Saturday night's main event. Yeah, there were those moments that I watched and and things that kind of stood out. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a great question and a great conversation and talking point, but I'm turning into a dog chasing my tail with the answer here. So uh, my sh- bottom line answer is no, I don't think we need it week in and week out. Um, it certainly would be great if that were possible, but I think we as humans and the way we consume uh, information and things and, uh, you know, between streaming services and videos that we're watching on our phones and, you know, TikTok and Instagram and, and Facebook and YouTube, I think there's an information overload that we, I don't know that we are capable of retaining it all. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me know if I am. And I want to thank you all, again, for being a part of the show, listening, uh, sharing, downloading, um, and leaving that review. Please uh, leave a review, screenshot it, send it my way, and uh, I will definitely send you something uh, for your efforts as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and have a great week. We'll talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. 